Welcome to the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. All right, so Richard, you're going to Origins. Yep, we are. Tritag Games is going to Origins for the first time in about 17 years. Wow. You know, I have never been to Origins, ever. The Origins is best described as a lot of games, a lot of role-playing, a lot of smaller companies, and it's nothing like Gen Con. So I went to Gen Con to play games, Origins always seemed to me, just from the way it was talked about, as more of a hey, you know, let's you know, we're game companies, let's get together and network. And it was, and it had some games, but it it wasn't its primary focus. So that's one of the reasons why I always saved my money to go to Gen Con. So what is Origins these days? Well, Origins is a lot of the smaller companies because mostly. Gen Con has become unfriendly to the smaller companies, and uh, the costs have gone up so dramatically that small companies don't attend anymore. We tried it two years ago, and it was we were buried. We were literally buried in several other companies that were around us, and people couldn't find us. But this time, we're actually out advertising the fact it'll be booth 222, dead center in the hall. Oh, okay. The I think it's the weekend of the 10th of June, uh, right right in there, if anybody's got a calendar handy, and it's at the Columbus Convention Center. So that's Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, yes. 2014 at Origins Game Fair, uh, June 11th to 15th, 2014, the Origins Game Fair. That's Wednesday through Sunday. Yep, well, we're, we're setting up Wednesday, and then the uh, the actual hours for the game for are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think it's like 10 to, what, 6 or 7? It's it's a nice site, three major hotels, a lot to it. And uh, the only problem there is we the, uh, the rooms are pretty much sold out all the way around. So it shouldn't be a problem for us, but... Uh, yeah. But a lot of companies, and uh, it, it'll be it'll be good to see a lot of old friends that you know that when I went to Gen Con uh, two years ago, there was virtually nobody left from the old days. Well, they say that Gen Con is the company gaming convention, and Origins is the fan based one. Is what I'm. It's saying. the big company convention because most of the companies like Mayfair have a huge ownership into the convention. And the same thing with, you know, a lot of the other large, you know, the board game of the year company. Usually when I go to Gen Con, I see Mayfair, Paizo, Wizards. Those are the ones that, and Palladium, those are the ones that just dominate the gaming hall. Yeah. In there, yep. They're the ones that are, you can't miss them. Yeah, I'm just looking up the exhibit hall information, and it's from 10 to 6. 
So the exhibit hall is 10 to 6. And I think that's also where the uh, sponsors are. That's right. Well, there have always been like a couple major players at Gen Con, okay? You know, you, uh, but they always had room for lots of smaller companies. I mean, I've, I've been to Gen Con for years and years, so and they've, they've always been lots. The, the biggest problem is that the fact that their booths are so expensive that you can't – the only reason to go to Gen Con as a company is to advertise. It's not to actually sell and make money unless you have the hottest product out there. What's our major problem right now is the fact that we need to get there and break even. Yeah, that, that, that's really hard to do for you. Yeah. And it's not entirely we we broke it we broke even the gem car, even though all the problems we have. Terry Williams and I will be there setting up and doing the booth. The booth is very different than it used to be, but it looks good. And we possibly might have Kendrick Gooch joining us. So but I'm not sure yet. Nothing is entirely in stone other than the fact that we have the table. And now we're busy fighting with the the expediting company to get electricity. Hey, you can always bring a port generator. The costs of uh, showing under the unions are just unbelievable. So we're not going to say any more about that. Are they even going to let you uh, haul your own stuff inside, or you have to hand oh, it yeah, over? Oh, yeah, they have to do that. And uh, they, they can't stop us from setting up anymore. So, you know, unlike Chicago in the drapery tackers union that was required to put your tablecloth on, we'll also be doing NASIC, the North American Science History Convention, basically world, the World Science History Convention in Detroit, which is the That's first time since 1958 it's come to Detroit. That will be July 17th through the 20th at the Renaissance Center Marriott. I will be there as well. Yep. I just... Got into all that, so I'll be there. So, what are you selling at your booth, Richard? We're selling TriCat games. We're selling, we're selling badges. We're selling buttons. We're selling the entire new miniatures line that's for the last couple of years that's been growing. Uh, every oh. year, we're growing with two to four different new packets. So, what miniatures will you have at Origins? Well, this year is Trailer Trash Fairies. There's no way we can get the My Little Pony. Homicidal centaurs out by that time. Yep, yeah. we definitely watch copyrights. And, uh, yeah, happy rainbow ponies. There you go. Yep, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or disturbing rainbow ponies. I've got. <laughs> we'll see what the finish yeah, They'll be disturbing no matter what. So. Yeah. <laughs> so who's running? Who's actually going to be demoing games over the next few months? We came in so fast to Origins. I don't know if anybody's going to be running games. I know I'm going to be donating prizes, but uh, I don't know anything yet about what's going on. I from here we couldn't get into the events website, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I just was looking uh, at the Origins uh, site, and there's nothing for uh, gaming events. Nothing yeah, at all listed. They, they've got several breaks in their site right now. That I think they're going to need to fix real fast. Not much of a gaming convention if they don't list games you can play. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this is actually a common problem. I've, uh, several game conventions around here have switched to new uh, new database systems and stuff like that, and they don't work as advertised. So, yeah, there's stuff not being listed until the last minute sometimes. 
as a player, as a, as a, an attendee, I would want to go to a convention that let me play the games that I want to play. <laughs> if it don't, if it doesn't even give me a listing of them, I'm, I mean, unless I have an awful lot of confidence that the games I want to play are going to be there and available for me to get into, uh, that that it would be an it would be a discouragement for me. Yeah, I mean, I remember my first couple of gaming conventions where you were tickets where you basically had to pay to get in, but then you also had to pay to get to play games. Yeah, that's true everywhere, pretty much. Well, yeah, no. most most of those are a dollar or two dollars, that kind of thing. Yeah. And oh. some of the larger conventions are three. Yes, yeah, like it's actually like, around here, around around here, we don't charge. Our all our games are free. Oh. Yeah, but then that's unusual. Okay, I mean, I'm, uh, Gen Con like four, you know, had tick. You had to pay a dollar to go into to, to be in their tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're we're talking about a, a long-standing tradition here. At Ancon, we had a a uh, Weird Zone game that ran, and it was a riot apparently. Um, and uh, one of my friends here, Walter Carter, played, and he had a grand time. And the the woman who ran it was excellent. Her name was Sally, but uh, very very good. The players enjoyed it immensely, and uh, kind of spurred us maybe the next year doing a few weirds over this. Something simple, something not too uh, complex, but the players really thought about what they were doing. And having a great time. So, Trev, are you going to be running games at NASVIC? Uh, no, I am going there in another capacity. Not, I, I don't have a game plan, no. This is a matter of fact, just something I decided today, the day of the taping here. Uh, the next game I'll be running is at Gen Con. Hopefully, two of them if I ever get the, the nod on the second one. The next one I have scheduled for is also at Gen Con, where I will be running three sessions. One Bureau 13, one Fringeworthy, and I think one Hardwire Hinterland. They're already up on the website. You guys can go ahead and sign up. I would recommend signing up early because they always sell out. However, I can also tell you that rarely do they does everybody show up. So if you get to Gen Con and you want to play in any of the games that we're running, then you know show up at the game with those uh, generic tickets and we'll probably get you in because uh, we, we love having extra players. That's no problem. Well, Gen Con, we got nearly a dozen players from the first really I ran. Well, I, I don't do dozens of players, uh, Richard. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. Now in in August, uh, Dragonflight, I'll be running. I'll be running a couple of games. I'll be running a uh, Bureau Thirteen game where Team Fremont gets involved with the Vatican. And where is Dragonflight, and when, John? It's August eighth uh, through tenth in Bellevue, Washington. They have a web website, Dragonflight.org. I'll be running a Bureau Thirteen game uh, with Team Fremont. Plan to run a Fringeworthy game. I'm actually looking at running a mid-level Fringeworthy okay. game. Uh, mid 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 campaign for the game, and I'm I'm debating about whether I'm going to run either a hardware hinterland, or if I get the same people again, a uh, weird zone game. And p- if I get the same people back, then will this be a continuation of the last adventure they had? Do you think that's likely? Uh, probably not. Uh, it'll be basically an established weird zone group instead yeah. of one that actually just boop bopped and there they are, uh, going. <laughs> That's like the one campaign I run here at local cons with um, yeah. my co-hostess uh, Perky Goff and her husband Oz and about four or five other people. 
it's been an established campaign I've been running now for two and a half years here at Detroit Area Cons, and the game at Gen Con that is definite is a sequel to last year's game, The Fringes of Galarian, which is basically Pathfinder and Fringe Worthy together, so... Yeah, my zombie adventures there uh, that are titled "They Are All Dead" have like f- up to four now of those particular ones. That's sort of an ongoing thing, not you know serially in the sense that they they start where the second the previous ones ended, but I mean it's it's further along in the time path of fringe exploration. The latest one is is really set in the middle campaign, possibly even the early late campaign which is where they went to New York City to try to retrieve a uh, bio uh, sequencer that could possibly be used to stop the uh, the zombie plague on that particular prime. Yeah. I do have actually a couple of players who do show up for my Bureau 13 game, including uh, Dean. Hi, Dean, if you listen to the podcast, who plays Father Murphy. So, Dean, yeah, you're going to have fun this time around. Yeah, Dean, if you, if, if you uh, listen to the podcast, leave us a comment. Yeah, it's uh, we're on Facebook and everything, you know. And I may also run a fate game as well, but that's not going to be Bureau Thirteen. It's going to probably be the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you running anything else on the Sunday Skypers that's uh, uh, TriTac related? Not right now. Uh, we're, we're, we're the hardware hinterland is like in more or less in permanent hiatus. Uh, the, uh, the Weird Zone one may we may pick up again. Uh, we're probably not going to do a fringe-worthy that requires a larger group because we only have like two or three people. So I might try to convince them to do a, a fate-based Bureau 13. Now, some of our listeners may have noticed that there's been a lot more episodes dropping recently, and that's because I've started dropping my Fringeworthy campaign and my Hardwire Hinterland campaign as actual play episodes on our uh, Podbean site. So and these are entirely unedited, so I hope you guys appreciate the difference between what you hear when we talk during the podcast and what you hear on those actual play. Well, you can see why we do the editing that we do. <laughs> but hopefully, I, I mean, I haven't got any feedback on those episodes I've been dropping, so I don't know whether anybody uh, is enjoying them or not. I just thought it'd be nice to have some episodes up there. And anybody out there who is you know, running a Bureau 13 or Fringe Ray campaign, if you want to record your particular episode or an, an adventure, we would be more than willing to put it up on our site as an actual play episode. So we'd love to hear the different play styles out there, the different groups that are playing our, our games. So feel free to contact uh, bsheffer at AOL.com or Bruce Sheffer one word, at gmail.com or any of the other things. but Or just drop me a note on any of the uh, sites uh, in, in Facebook, the, uh, the groups that we have, and I would be glad to add you in to our uh, our episode uh, list because we got lots of space. Well, let's see. The Maze World game, as I said, Maze World, it's sort of a mystical backdoor to the fringe paths because I've tied it in with the fringe-worthy world. Let's just, if you've heard my show, there would have to be a mature rating on if I were to record my game. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm pretty careful about keeping the uh, profanity and other types of things out of uh, the episodes that I'm dropping on the thing. 
yeah, we're supposed to be a clean podcast. That's what I keep advertising it as. And so that's one thing that we would have to uh, have to deal with is the possibility that we might have to mark some of these explicit. And I don't know any way of doing that normally through iTunes because it's just one setting. Anyways, but that's just something I want to throw out there that if you are uh, running a any of the TriTag game campaign or even a one-shot going to a convention recording your episode there, uh, we'd be perfectly happy to uh, add that to our list of actual play episodes uh, for people to experience the various ways that these games are played. Now that I'm, I'm off work permanently, uh, about actually giving up a Saturday night game, and uh, so far there's one group that wants me to run the moral project for them. Now that oh. it's off a new edition. Uh, also, the uh, another group wants me to run a Bureau Thirteen slash Grim, which is the TV show I absolutely love. I liked uh, Dresden Files, but this one is just so much more fun. The whole thing about Fringeworthy is that the current. The, the, the Maze World campaign that Perky Goth and I run, when I finally had it sink into her brain that, yes, my Friday game Space Chase, Escape from the Coptics, Maze World, the previous superhero campaign I ran before she joined my Friday group, they're all fringeworthy worlds. And she goes, wait a minute, there's a chance that the Coptics could pop in on Maze World? And I said, yeah, and there could be Coptics coming in on Space Chase because I put Ebron on one of the wor- or uh, Faroon on one of the worlds, and her eyes got as big as saucers, and I just grinned, <laughs> and it was mind equals blown, and she finally got the scope and the grasp of Fringeworthy, and she's been my fellow game master now for a year and a half, and it just all clicked at that moment, and the eyes just went bong, and I was like, "Told you that's how Fringeworthy works." <laughs> And of course, as I said, I am running a hardware hinter land every week, and I run Fringeworthy every other Sunday. I do accept uh, Skype players. So right now we have a, a guy who's Skyping from the south of Atlanta on my hardware hinter land, and nobody's Skyping in. My brother used to out of Alaska, uh, but not currently into my Fringeworthy. So any of you guys out there want to play these games and you can't find a group, uh, and, or you don't want to create a group and run it yourself, feel free to drop into my game. We'd be glad to have you. And you can uh, just, just drop me a note uh, through uh, Facebook or uh, uh, the uh, Podbean site or anything, and I'd be glad to uh, add you in. I also have a Friday and Sunday game, and on this, the that's the Space Chase and Maze World, respectively. And on the alternating Saturdays is my Escape from the Copics game. Contact through the various groups. I already have a player skyping in on the fr- on the uh, excuse me, the Saturday and Sunday games. He moved down to North Carolina, so he skypes in for those games. Contact via the Podbean or the Facebook groups, and I can work something out. And the Coptics game, I can definitely use another player, maybe on the other games, but yep. definitely escape from the Coptics, which is straight fringe worthy. So. Yep, and thus over at Sunday, Sunday Skypers because are always looking for some fresh new players. We have two sessions, uh, the morning session, where where uh, it's uh, me, uh, me, Dirk, Todd, and Wilhelm. 
uh, doing stuff. We can always use a third, uh, fourth, another player. Uh, and there's also the afternoon session, which is not being recorded, but still got has plenty of players and people getting involved. So uh, you can you can find out more at the sundayskypers.freeforums.org. Bruce? Yeah? All right. And you said you were running a weird zone? No, Hardwired Hinterland. Hardwired Hinterland. Okay. Yeah, I run that on either Tuesdays or Thursdays, depending upon our schedules. What are you using for Hardware Hinterland, Bruce? I'm using Savage Worlds. Okay. It's working It's working just fine. Yep. And you know, you know me, I'm still rocking the D20, and I've converted, uh, well, no, D20 for Space Chase and Pathfinder for Coptics and Maze World, and I found enough modern stuff where modern characters can be played. So. And Richard runs whatever Richard runs. So I hope you really get your game together, Richard. I seem to have a lot more time now. That's true. Well, you know, that's the nice thing about being retired. First of all, I was hoping that gaming would be even more important today than it was when I first started. But back then, I when I imagined my retirement years, I was saying to myself, well, there's got to be retirement homes that are designed for gamers, where you have all these guys and, and ladies, and, and we get together instead of getting over playing chess or playing bridge, we're, we're you know, rocking the D&D or the Fringeworthy and got big mats and stuff, you know, and because I mean, if you if you literally if your health is declining, it does you know that doesn't keep you from belling up to the table. Right, gaming is low impact activity. <laughs> it can be done from a prone and definitely from a seated position. So there's really not a whole lot to keep you from keeping your hand in, you know. And and frankly, a little bit of palsy helps with throwing those dice. Oh, dude. No, it's funny. <laughs> at MarsCon they have a dementia oh. aerobics class, and I'm like, no, I run my I run my D20 game at MarsCon at the same time. For those of us who don't want to get and be doing water aerobics in a pool, I'm a lot more low impact. And the lady who runs it, Kristen, yeah. just looks at me, goes, "Really, Trav?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm covering all the bases here." <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Yeah. We hope that you have enjoyed this off-the-cuff discussion. We hope you enjoyed our rambling and our, our just shooting the breeze here. But don't worry, we'll have a real topic that we'll get our teeth into just as soon as we possibly can. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Amber. It's all fun and games until the DM rolls a one. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker. You best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts. Cause we're some bad mothers.
Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.